Hello, and God bless you. Once again, let me wish each and every one a blessed, prosperous, healthy, and joyous new year for you and your families. As has become our practice before the introduction, I will pray and speak a blessing upon each of you. I request each one as we proceed into this new year, that we will continue in prayer for our young people because unfortunately, some things such as the tactics and attacks of the enemy just don't change. We're continuing to remember Mandy Williams along with my great niece and the young woman whom I love like a granddaughter. For all of your sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, nieces, and nephews of those of you who are listening, we agree in prayer. I will continue this year with the podcast being open for anyone else who wants the name of their loved ones specifically mentioned for prayer, and that includes you as well. Get your request to me so that we will all be in agreement with the Father as well as with one another for one another. Father, I pray, we pray in agreement with you as well as one another, making petitions and requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages through this podcast that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. We pray in agreement for Mandy Williams as well as my great niece along with the young woman whom I love like a granddaughter and so many other young people who are under physical, mental, as well as emotional and spiritual attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. We ask again, Father, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Father, I thank you that you allow us to see your faithfulness on behalf of those whom you have moved so mightily. We thank you for others who are seeing and experiencing you as Jehovah Rapha. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely, and that all we put our hands to will be blessed according to your word and your will. I pray and make requests to you, Father, that each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousandth generation, Jesus, should you tarry. I make these requests petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I welcome each of you to this new year of 2024 and a new episode from the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. 
I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and this week's episode is a word that I believe God is speaking to us for the entire year of 2024. This message is entitled, God is Moving What's Been Blocking Your Way. As we go into this new year, I know that our Father is speaking to my spirit as to the great things he has in store for many of us. I know that God is saying to his sons and daughters that we are moving into this new year, not having to face and fight against the things that were blocking our ways last year. There are assurances that have been put in place with our Father's direct intent for His sons and daughters to be blessed with. But for many, there have been obstacles, hindrances, and barriers in our ways. There have been situations and circumstances that have been blocking the paths that God has ordained for us to take in order to be used by Him. It doesn't always mean being used in the pulpits. To be used by God doesn't mean that you have to be a clergy, a minister, in as far as being someone ordained. It just means being faithful and allowing him to do through you what he has ordained for you from the beginning. They have been situations and circumstances that have been blocking the paths that God has ordained for us to take in order to be used by him. Some of these obstructions have been physical as well as spiritual. Some have been caused by poor decisions on our part or even by sin. But there are some that have been set in our paths to keep and block us from proceeding in these directions through no fault of our own. They have been strategically and purposely set in place for whatever reasons to hinder our progress in ministering to the body of Christ, the church. But our God is saying no more. We can look to this new year as one with doors that will be open that were not only previously closed, but seemed impossible that they could ever be open. These will be the doors that John wrote up to the church of Philadelphia. In the book of Revelations, verses 7 through 8, it reads, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I love the way the Message Bible reads in that eighth verse. It says, I see what you've done. Now see what I've done. I've opened a door before you that no one can slam shut. You don't have much strength. I know that. You used what you had to keep my word. You didn't deny me when times were rough. God knows our strengths as well as our faithfulness to him. Sometimes we just don't understand as to why things have been blocking us from accomplishing the goals that God has set forth. We know that we've heard his voice, and we know that he knows our obedience to his word. Now he's setting doors before us that are open. 
even through our obedience and faithful to his word, there have still been restraints, setbacks, and snags to stop our God-intended progressions. Some of these were placed by the enemy, but in those we know that God has given us the victories. Others were there because God allowed them because it wasn't the time or the seasons for certain things to occur. But now is the time that our Father is saying no more blockages, no more congestions or obstructions. God is removing what's been in the way. He's opening those blocked passages and closed doors. He's removing from our paths and ministries the huge things that have been stopping us from ministering to the body of Christ. This year, many will advance through doors that have been blocked and closed because of traditions, rules, or religious laws. These obstacles will no longer be the barriers that stop us. From the beginning of time, there were always obstacles attempting to stop what God has ordained. There's always been something blocking our way, but God has always remain faithful to his sons and daughters. In the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible, in the book of Mark, the 16th chapter, verses 1 through 4 reads, And when the Sabbath was passed, that is, after the sun had set, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome purchased sweet-smelling spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. And very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb. By then the sun had risen. And they said to one another, Who will roll back the stone for us out of the groove across the floor at the door of the tomb? And when they looked up, they distinctly saw that the stone was already rolled back, for it was very large." The scripture tells us that Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome had purchased sweet-smelling spices to anoint the body of Christ. The items that had been purchased were specifically with the purpose in mind of anointing. They were not for the comfort or convenience of the women. They were purchased with a price to use to anoint the body of Christ. Again, these items weren't bought to make the women feel good. It wasn't for them to obtain any particular profit or benefits from them. It was all for the body of Christ. So it is with each of us as individuals. We need to ask and remind ourselves from time to time, what is the true purpose of the oil that we paid such a dear price for? We have been given assignments with a purpose in life, whether it's from a pulpit, on a street corner, or through our secular jobs. Each person has a call and a purpose to fulfill for and to the body of Christ. It's not for our prophets, fame, or fortune. These things aren't for our conveniences or comforts. They're not for our names to be known and spread around. They're to be used to fulfill the assignments that God has given us, and that is to anoint his sons and daughters in the church. Not with a physical anointing, but one that will minister to their spirits, drawing them closer to the Father in order that he will receive his glory. Let's go back to the intent of the three women. 
Their goal was to anoint the body of Christ. Their objectives, purpose, desires, and aspirations were the same then as ours is today. We are to anoint the body of Christ. Each of us have been anointed in order to anoint. We have paid a price so that we can pour out of what our Father has poured into us. God, our Father, has poured out into our spirits so that we can pour into the spirits of others. In Luke 4, 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim. Just as Jesus was anointed for a particular purpose, so have we been anointed to anoint the body of Christ, the church. The two Marys and Salome were going where they were supposed to be going, doing what they were supposed to be doing in order to accomplish the purpose they were chosen for according to the way and will of God. They knew their assignments. They were aware of their entire purpose, and that was to go and minister to Christ's dead body. Let me tell you right now, there are some dead spirits in the church that need to be resurrected. They need to be anointed in order that they can rise up and receive what God wants to pour out into them. The Bible states that they purchased the sweet-smelling spices after sunset on the Sabbath. They didn't break any rules or tradition in what they were doing. They waited until after the Sabbath was over before they brought the spices. They had bought, purchased, paid a price for what they were to use. No one gave them those oils and spices for free. What they were going to use for and on the body of Christ cost them. And it will definitely cost each and every one of us if we are to answer the call that God has placed on our lives. When we go forth to minister to the body of Christ, there is a price, a great value that we must pay. The women paid whatever the price they were asked and it's no less with us. For what we will carry to the body of Christ, there must be the realization that it's not free and it won't be cheap. The Roman guard told Paul that he had paid a great price for his freedom. In some versions, it reads that he said he paid a huge amount of money for his citizenship. Although that soldier paid for his freedom, there is no amount of money that we could pay for the anointing that God pours out upon us. However, there is still a price that must be paid, a cost for what our Father has and will continue to pour out upon us, and it's a dear one, a huge price to pay. All that we go through, the unjust pain and suffering that we experience in life, the rejection, ostracizing, betrayals, and so many other things that will cause us hurts and pains that are often just a small part of the price of the anointing. If you're going to minister to the body of Christ, then there's a price to be paid and it's not cut rate. Part of that price may very well be your grief, heartache, pain and suffering that you've experienced. Your time in prayer is also a part of the price we pay. 
And let me say that there must be consistent time in prayer, as well as your time in fasting, devotion, study, and time of intimacy with the Father. All of these things are a part of the price, and at the same time, it may only be a very small part of what may be required of you. As I always say, salvation is free, but the anointing costs. If it were only a matter of finances, we'd all have it made. Not because of the fact that we have the money, quite the contrary, but at least we'd know where to direct our attention. However, what we pay for the anointing, what we pay in orders to minister to the body of Christ is far above monetary value. Yet, we must be willing to pay that price whatever it may be, and make the sacrifice for the anointing that God wants to pour out upon us as he poured out upon his son, Jesus. The women didn't reach the tomb of Jesus until after sunrise the next day, after the Sabbath. If they purchased the spices after sunset the previous day and arrived at the tomb before sunrise the next day, then it would seem that they might have walked all night. It was a journey that took quite some time, specifically because it was on foot. There were no donkeys or chariots or carts mentioned in this scripture that brought them to the tomb. Having these conveniences very well would have made it faster, easier, and even more convenient. But that journey wasn't fast, easy, or convenient. It took time and patience. And so it is with the journeys we must travel to bring our oils in order to anoint those in the body of Christ. It will take time as well as patience. It needs to be understood that in order for us to get to where we need to be, where we need to go, where it's been ordained for us to minister and pour out our oils, it will not be a short, easy, comfortable ride because of the time that it will take, because of all that must be endured, it will be absolutely necessary that the fruit of patience, long-suffering, and self-control be developed. There we go with the fruit of the Spirit again. But it is what it is. Take it or leave it. There's no fast, easy, or convenient route only the way that God has ordained for us to travel, and that will oftentimes include closed doors, hindrances, and even things that one will know has been specifically placed in order to make the journey even more difficult. Again, we must understand that the women were walking under their own power by foot, in the flesh, so therefore they were being entertained by thoughts of the flesh. There was no miraculous translation from one point to another. It was all done in real time, in real flesh. There are far too many who are trying to achieve their ministries to the body of Christ in the flesh. And just like the women on their way to do a good thing, a God-ordained thing, they had enough time and enough flesh 
for them to be distracted and engaged by what was on their minds as opposed to what should have been in their spirits. So it is with many of us. God has ordained, appointed, and anointed many with the powerful call to minister to his sons and daughters only for them to be distracted, preoccupied, worried, and diverted because of things that call for the attentions of the flesh. As many are on their way to do what God has called them to do because of the time it takes and because it's not a fast process, many will become inattentive and even neglectful to their calls. They will become confused, agitated, troubled, worried, and tormented. They will begin to forget and even ignore what was so important and special to them in the beginning. Just like those three women, many will enter into states of worry and agitation as to what and how they're going to accomplish what they've been given to do even before they get to where they're supposed to be going. In spite of the price the women had paid for the anointing spices and oils, regardless of the fact that they were doing what they were supposed to do as was their duties, the women had legitimate concerns. They knew something was wrong. They knew that something was in a place that they would need to have removed from that place. They knew that when they got to where they were headed, something would be blocking their way to keep them from accomplishing their assignment. There would be something prearranged, whether by man or demons, specifically with the purpose to keep them from getting to the body of Christ. They knew already that someone had intentionally blocked the entrance. Regardless of the purpose, regardless of the fact that the reason the tomb was blocked was a right one, it was a legitimate and adequate one, but nonetheless it was blocking the women from doing what they were supposed to do. Oftentimes the very ones who should not only want to see others move, but should help them in their moves to accomplish what God has ordained will be the very ones who will do all they can to stop it. The ultra-religious, the modern-day Pharisees, and the judgmental of the churches today will often be the stones that have been and will continue to attempt to keep out those whom God has called forth to anoint the body of Christ. It's these types of people, along with their man-made rules and laws that will be hindrances to God's anointed and cause their focus to be on them rather than on God. It's those with the rules and laws of the so-called far-right-wing beliefs of the Christian conservatives in the churches with their racism and prejudice that will stand and block the way of those whom God has called to anoint the body of Christ. The women were focused on how to achieve their destiny as opposed to trusting God that their destinies would be fulfilled through their obedience, faith, and focus on him. And so it is with many of us who have been called to pour out of their oils. Stop being so focused on how it's going to be done and just trust God that through our obedience, faith, and focus on him that it will be. And yet, with all of that faith and focus and trusting God, 
They are still stones in the way. And we know, like the women knew, the stones need to be removed before we could minister to the body of Christ. They didn't know who they could get to do it. They didn't know how it would be done. But they knew in order for them to do what needed to be done, the stone had to be rolled away. They were worried and concerned about how they would get inside of the tomb to the body of Christ to anoint it. What many are focused on right now is how will they get in? How are they going to get into the big ministries, the big churches, the black coal tombs that many call churches, along with the big names that are out there? How will they get in? How will you get in if that's where God has called for you to go? Please join me next week when we address these questions in part two of God is moving what's been blocking your way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I- T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support and may God bless each and every one of you.